Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. They call me a drama queen, and it's because I start the drama. All right, I'm joined here with my father, and we're going to discuss the news. So the first story is going to be um, kind of about Disney, DeSantis, Florida, Don't Say Gay Bill, all of that. Um, Obviously, we know what happened. There is a a bill um, that was passed in Florida by this point. Uh, Let's see. And it's a HB, what is it? HB 1557. And people are calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill, but it's not really what it is. And it is interesting because uh, so many people are commenting and everything else. And I do wonder, like, how many people have actually read the bill You know, like, I would say very few. Um, I did read it. It was boring. (laughs) Because it's not that interesting, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's very common sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was, let me see, this is probably the most interesting line in the whole bill. Um, Okay. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. I think that's probably the most controversial Mm -hmm. thing. The rest of it, they're saying uh, parents have a right to know what's going on in the schools. If there's anything emotional or harmful, the parents should know about it within like seven to 30 calendar days. I don't know what's so controversial, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is for some reason. And so DeSantis got this bill passed and then Disney was attacking a lot. Um, a lot of their employees were as well. And then videos were being released of, uh, of Disney employees, um, saying that they want like half their characters to be LGBTQ, mm-hmm. um, that they want, you know, basically that they want to change the hearts and the minds of kids why is this important? Because killed, kids are moldable. Um, and if you can change kids, then you can change a generation. Mm. They grow up, they become adults, and they're going to begin to believe the way that they want them to mm. believe. So then DeSantis uh, was just like, okay, Disney, you want to play this way? Well, you guys have a lot of special provisions uh, with your taxes and everything else. Um, I don't really like special privileges, so how about we take those away? And so... <laughs> Uh, so that is a huge blow for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a really good explainer video done by the Wall Street Journal. Um, it is a it, it is a few minutes, but I kind of think it's worth playing. Okay. Um, so we'll listen and discuss. It started as a war of words between Florida and Disney over a bill restricting classroom instruction on gender and sexuality has turned into a battle over how the company operates in the state. Walt Disney World theme parks sit on a 40-square-mile area near Orlando, known as Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek, the special benefits district that Disney has at Walt Disney World in Florida, it allows them to essentially be their own government. In response to Disney's opposition to the recently passed parental rights and education law, which critics call the Don't Say Gay Bill, Florida lawmakers have passed new legislation that would eliminate Reedy Creek. Governor Ron DeSantis, who's spoken out against Disney, has already made clear he'd sign the legislation. They do not run this state. They do not control this state. Disney declined to comment and has so far not publicly responded to the special district bill. It just kind of casts a lot of uncertainty over the future of of Walt Disney World's business model. 
So how has Reedy Creek benefited Disney over the years? And what would its disillusion mean for the company and for Florida? The Reedy Creek Improvement District was created in 1967, but the idea for it came after Walt Disney first identified the land that would be Disney World. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. What Walt wanted to do was two things. Number one, he wanted to have more control over who his neighbors were and what kind of businesses would spring up around the new Florida resorts in Walt Disney World. And number two, he wanted to get it done quickly. Disney World opened in 1971, just four years after the creation of Reedy Creek, making it the first attraction in what is now a sprawling vacation land of four theme parks, two water parks, a sports complex, hotels, stores, and restaurants. All of those projects, all the additions, all the growth at Walt Disney World would have been either much harder or even impossible to do if not for Reedy Creek. Reedy Creek allows Disney to construct new buildings and expand its parks without having to adhere to state or county regulations related to construction, wastewater management, and drainage. All of that stuff is irrelevant at Reedy Creek because Disney is the one that makes those rules. Reedy Creek also exempts Disney from having to pay certain taxes and fees. While it still pays property taxes to Orange and Osceola counties, which surround its theme parks, Disney doesn't need to pay for the services provided by Reedy Creek, like its fire and emergency services. It's all run by Disney. It's all built by Disney, paid for by Disney, and run by Disney. And what that does is it gives a huge amount of flexibility to the company when they want to expand, and it makes it so that they don't have to employ as many lawyers and planners to, to really get things done when they need to get them done. The exact value of these benefits is unclear, but a person familiar with the company's finances who studied the issue over a decade ago said the district saves Disney tens of millions of dollars every year. Representatives from Reedy Creek didn't immediately reply to requests for comment. For Disney, losing Reedy Creek would not only mean losing those savings, it would mean losing control. And for a company trying to provide the kind of fun, curated experience Disney World strives for, that's a challenge. It's a huge blessing for a company to not have to live at the whims of, of elected officials um, in the jurisdictions where you operate. And, and that's kind of how they've been operating for the past 50 years. So it would be a huge cultural change as well. But eliminating Reedy Creek could affect Florida too, specifically residents in the surrounding counties. Reedy Creek, like other cities and counties, carries bond debt, about $977 million worth. Right now, it's just one taxpayer, Disney, that's responsible for it. Um, if this bill gets passed, then um, as soon as it takes effect, that debt will be uh, shouldered by, by the taxpayers of Orange County, the citizens of Orlando. Mayor Jerry Demings said in a statement, Orange County government is monitoring the special session in Tallahassee, particularly when it comes to unfunded cost shifts to local governments. And in a statement, Osceola County said it will begin an analysis to understand the impacts in preparation for this going into effect. Under the bill passed this week, Reedy Creek would be dissolved on June 1st, 2023 though Disney could seek to reestablish a special district after its dissolution. I'm sure there's going to be a big fight, a lot of lawyers, a lot of lobbyists involved in trying to figure out some sort of workaround or a temporary way that this won't be so disruptive. The new reality is going to be much more challenging for Disney in Florida. Pretty interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. That backstory. I didn't fully understand it until I watched this video. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this will be a huge blow for Disney. Yeah, it's um, hard to kind of fully grasp it. You know, there's some taxes paid, and now they're talking about the bond debt being shared by other uh, residents. So would that be beneficial, you know, as opposed to Disney having to bear the whole thing? Um, but obviously, 
moving forward with any changes or construction that they would want to do, which I think is kind of a continuous thing there, uh, they would then have to get approval for things which they haven't had to up to now. It's so insane to think about that. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you know, if we're trying to be equal here, yeah, why do they get all these special privileges? Well, it's because they bring in so much money to the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever Disney was trying to decide which state to go to, um, Florida obviously gave them the best deal. And so that's why they went to Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's been a huge reason why people visit Florida to this day. Everybody goes to Disney World. Uh, but the reality is Disney has um, continued to jump into political fights. And so in a sense, you could you could question, are they asking for it? Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people on the right feel like this is a, they're targeting, like DeSantis is targeting Disney and that he's basically punishing their freedom of speech as a company. And so, and I, I understand that argument for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he as a governor has a right to do the things that he's mm-hmm. doing as well. Mm-hmm. And it was done, like it was a bill that was done. You're going to say you can't, you know, legislators can't pass bills. They can't mm-hmm. vote on things. Mm-hmm. Well, they, basically Disney was saying they would work to have it undone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were basically declaring war on him and his legislation. So I guess then he said, well, let me do the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, just as a public policy matter, you think, okay, you've got this huge influence over our children, just as the public schools do, in a sense, and you're misusing it and... Why should we look upon you favorably as you do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So overall, I am personally very happy about what has mm-hmm. been done. Um, obviously, there's implications to it, just as there's implications to anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fact that they're going to have to get approval and they're going to be under the same regulation that they always... Basically, it's regulation usually goes with leftism because mm-hmm. the right is against regulation. And in the utopia that Disney has created... They don't want any regulation, mm, mm-hmm. but yet they, everything that comes out of their mouth is spewing from like, you know, from the left's messaging. And so you can't get it both ways. Mm, mm-hmm. You can't just talk like the left all the time, but really live out like the right all the time. Sorry. You know, o- over the years, the left has always bashed corporations. These rich corporations are not paying their fair share of taxes. They're getting special privileges. They're getting... You know, they've got loopholes as to their taxes. And, but I guess, as they said, that they should have put an asterisk and said, except for extremely woke and left-oriented uh, corporations, for them it's okay. It's and so that's weird. Disney. So they, they really had a Disney exception to all of that. You know, they were kind of more after the oil companies. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course you're right. Those are the ones they love to hate. And, you know, even financial, whatever. So they're, you know, they, they basically have a selective um, criteria for how they judge corporations. If you're far enough left and you're doing their bidding, they will make an exception and want you to get all the breaks that they say corporations should not get. Uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Um but yeah, so huge story that's happened here. Um, so now for the next one, 
I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the representative from Georgia, who's a Republican, is on trial basically right now. Um, so she's she was sued, and uh, the group that's suing her, they're like a free speech group or something along those lines, and they pointed to the 14th Amendment, uh, prohibits anyone who engaged in insurrection or rebellion from running or uh, for federal or state office. And so they're alleging that Green is ineligible to run uh, because she was obstructing the transfer of presidential power um, through her rhetorical challenges of the election, uh, you know, the election results. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's basically being questioned right now. And, uh, yeah, she's been having to be questioned for like four hours. Um, a lot of the stuff she's like, I don't remember. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it it's free speech for people. They're an election and campaign finance reform organization. So um, basically uh, how this goes, a judge is going to be able to decide, um, you know, the lawyers on both sides are going to, you know, file a brief. The judge is going to decide. Mm. And then it's going to go to the Georgia Secretary of State. And they're ultimately going to get to choose if she can run again. Mm. isn't that terrible oh boy yeah so um i hope it makes her that just that much more popular there gosh i hope so uh okay so here's one clip and then and then we'll have uh um another one as well um and you've been very successful at using social media to get your and sorry this is the lawyer questioning marjorie taylor green mm. your views out into the world right i would say that's an opinion well i'm asking your opinion you've got hundreds of thousands of people who follow you on Twitter and Facebook, right? No, not really, because my Twitter, my personal Twitter account doesn't exist anymore. Before it was suspended by Twitter, you had hundreds of thousands of people following you on Facebook and Twitter, right? All right, Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene there moments ago criticizing Twitter for taking her off the app. She's testifying in her defense to be allowed to run for re-election. It follows the January 6th attack at the Capitol and her alleged ties to it. Uh, it's coming as the fight for free speech raging on uh, this week in Silicon Valley. In fact, Tesla CEO Elon Musk now saying he will protect free speech but only for humans if he buys the company. Musk tweeting this, if our Twitter bid succeeds, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying. Uh, we'll bring our panelists back in. Jesse, Jane Duff, Bobby, I believe Jonathan Gillum there. Um, okay, and then let's play this clip. Uh, this is more of the lawyer questioning Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm. And <laughs> they kind of start to bicker a little bit. Clash. Yeah. You can answer the question, Representative Green. What was your question? My question is, what you were doing in this tweet is you were tweeting out a story from the Epic Times about President Trump making a statement that the protest on January 6th would be wild, right? I tweeted an article that had the details of the dates and times. Right, and also included President Trump's statements that he expected the demonstrations on January 6th to be wild, right? I don't think that's what my tweet was about. Okay, well, but you see that the article says Trump colon supporters should join, quote, wild protests in D.C. on Jan 6th. I don't remember tweeting that specifically for what you're saying. Those are your words. No, I'm, Those aren't mine. I'm actually reading from what's on the... I, 
you're speculating on why I tweeted that, but I don't remember tweeting it for that specific reason. Ms. Green, I'm just asking questions. I'm just answering. <laughs> <laughs> and in your tweet, you mentioned earlier that um, your words, join hashtag March for Trump in DC on January 6th to fight for Trump, that you were urging people to come to Washington for a peaceful demonstration, right? Peaceful demonstration, right. absolutely. That, yeah, that word peaceful is nowhere in this tweet, right? Hold on. That word peaceful is I not in this I can't read tweet. it. There's only half of it there. Let's, let's get, give the representative a paper copy of that. I want to make sure I'm no. And that's a really nasty trick, mm. by the way. Mm. What he did there was really disgusting. He reads a tweet and mm. reads peaceful in there. And she's like, yes, peaceful. Mm. And then he's like, the word peaceful is nowhere in that tweet. Oh, yeah. As if, like, what What a stupid mind trick. Mm. Mm. This lawyer should be ashamed of himself mm. trying to do these things. But mm. here, let me continue the clip. Oh, I can see it now. It was scrolled up just a second ago. Peaceful um, well, you know, like... Is the word peaceful in there, Ms. Green? It does not say peaceful That's right my there. question. But Thank you're you. asking me, and I said for peaceful demonstration, just like people have the right to do in their First Amendment. I, I'm asking, you didn't, there's not a secret code in there that's supposed to be peaceful, right? Well, I never mean anything for violence. I don't support violence of any kind, and I've said it over and over again. So I, I'm telling you... You just didn't say it on this occasion. I never mean anything for violence. All of my words never, ever mean anything for violence. We'll, we'll examine that question. Go to uh, Plaintiff's Exhibit 2F, please. 2F. It's just disgusting mm -hmm. that she had that she had to be subjected to that. Yeah. Uh, when Max Maxine Waters has literally said, mm. go up to people and disrupt them and just like literally encouraging people mm. to be violent. Mm -hmm against people that she disagrees with and then he tries to do these mental mind tricks she had mm. to subject herself to that for four hours mm. apparently her account liked a tweet about killing nancy pelosi and she was like i don't remember liking that mm. i'm sorry i don't remember liking it mm. it's just so gross now that's why you got to be so careful on social media anything that you do um but yeah we yeah why are they attacking her because she's a threat. Mm. That's mm. all it is. Yeah, you know, to try to disqualify her based on that, it's just um, terrible. Uh, you know, she's, they, they've already done actions, you know, that she can't be on any committees and that kind of thing. So they've taken all kinds of actions, but they, it's just never enough and they don't want her in office whatsoever. Yeah, and uh, the people sure as heck don't have the right to vote for her. Because what right. I would say is, let the people decide. That's true. If they don't want her, they don't have to vote for her. I think she has plenty of challenges in this election as it is. And I think they've even done redistricting stuff. So, I, you know, it's not like it's a slam dunk for her by any means. But why not let the people choose? Yeah, and that whole tweet thing of just like, mm -hmm. Like, what if there was a tweet like, uh, I love my handsome husband. Yes, my handsome husband. Handsome is nowhere in that tweet. <laughs> so you think that your husband's ugly. <laughs> it's like, that's basically what he was doing yeah, there. Yeah. I, and it just really, really bothers me. But but whatever. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has been 
a huge source of joy for me. She's been mm. one of the best politicians mm. around. Um, yeah, is she a little kooky? Yeah, that's mm. why I love her. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why she's been so good. She's so principled. She doesn't give in to the mob at mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, she's she's awesome. And that's the thing. They know that she would win if she was mm. able to run. I wish we had a hundred more of her. Oh Lord, it'd be amazing. Um, yeah, if she if they just need to clone her, do <laughs> different right. hairstyles, one with glasses, <laughs> one without. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to the verse. It's going to be uh, Joshua twenty four, uh, verse fifteen. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do we have that, uh, a son, like a, something on our walls that says that? I think so. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. You know, God is a God of free will. And, you know, anything that is forced or coerced is never going to last and never going to affect real change in somebody's life it, it, yeah it's very temporary so you know joshua is basically trying to uh, get them to you know decide based on what was in their hearts because he knew that as soon as he was gone they could do whatever they wanted so he's just trying to get them to be honest and i think that's what god tries to do with us you know for us to reveal what is in our hearts, where are we? Uh, we have to start with that. And even if it's not completely right, we start there and then maybe we can get to, to a better place. But uh, yeah, it's not like you will do this. No, you, you choose. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, we always have that choice and we can't lie to God. Mm -hmm. that's, that's one thing I know for sure. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, Rest your pretty little heads. Mm -hmm.